1: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon
2: on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Not surprising. Everybody's got something to say about Kyrie Irving, the trade, what it leaves now, where the Nets are at this point. And remember, it was only like last week we were getting callers fighting us about the Knicks and the Nets and how the Nets have caught up to the Knicks. And there's this whole wave of fans and all this other stuff. And a lot of it had to do with the presence of Kyrie and KD. And James Harden was here for a minute and he wanted out as fast as possible to get me out of here. Now Kyrie is out. All that's left is Kevin Durant. He's Will Smith in the living room looking around at the. There's no furniture, no nothing. Looking around going, I got Ben Simmons and this. And so you wonder even how much longer he's going to be here. So was it worth it for the Nets to make that deal considering what we've seen since then? So plenty of calls certainly to get to on that. But Bartlett, switch gears because it is Super Bowl week. And I need to ask you first and foremost, before we get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff, did you watch the Pro Bowl and you as a Pro Bowl player, as a guy who participated in the weekend, also obviously played in the league for, for 11 years, did you look at it and think, oh, this reimagined. reimagined, I kind of like it, it's kind of fun, it was entertaining? Or were you telling yourself, what the hell am I looking at? Because it was a wide range of reaction to what we saw on Sunday at 3 o'clock on national television.
3: Yeah, I, I thought it was a waste of time.
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, I think they should just do away with it. Just not have a game know. at all. Yeah, just give you the honors. I mean, because who wants to see a flag football game? It's taking elements out of it. it. It doesn't resemble the regular game. Like with the basketball all-star game, they may not play as hard, but, you know, they play a little harder when it comes down to the money time. Uh, and yeah. I like the fact that they now the rules that they've adjusted the Elam ending in, the, in yeah. the NBA
1: All-Star game makes it fun, yes.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, back in the day, like, the tradition of the game, and I was watching some uh, old, like, the 1994 All-Star game in basketball. They were playing defense. They were locking people down. It was a serious thing, mm-hmm. right? And they was like, man, we ain't not to be this much defense. And I can go back to, you know, I was, you know the, the Pro Bowl that I was at was when Sean Taylor almost decapitated, almost decapitated <laughs> the kicker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's 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 what I'm used to, right? Ricky Williams running hard. He's like, all right, we playing like that? That's what we doing? Mm-hmm. And it turns into a real game because whenever you play half-ass or in the middle, somebody always gets hurt. That's true. So, now we're not, play- we're not playing like a regular game and, you know, oh, we're going to protect them and we're going to make it light. And then a guy like Miles Garrett dislocates a toe doing mm-hmm. some stupid stuff, probably trying to catch a balloon or something or go through obstacle course. So, it's like – For years, we did it the right way. Guys played hard. Not super hard. Wasn't trying to take cheap shots to knock people out. But it was competitive. And I feel like it's not competitive no matter how you try and make it with all these rules and a the field. So just do away with it, man. Yeah, it
1: didn't look like – I mean, a flag football part was at times kind of fun – uh, the the little contests they did yeah, were interesting. Away. You know, I mean, I don't but you know. Take,
3: you t- but you take away the, the, the What about the D linemen? What are they
1: doing? What are they, the linebackers? They, doing? Oh, you you had B. to see it. No, no, B. they had them. They had them. Uh, they had to pull all these plates, I, weight no, plates, no, no, 45s. They were pulling them off, and then they had to. Then they had to um, pull Total the whole wall. With the like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pull, probably how Miles Garrett moved the chains.
3: Away. Dislocated his uh, might have been his toe.
1: Yeah, the tic tac toe thing with the kickers and the long snappers. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could do away with that. That was I mean that cause was a, a waste
3: because really what that is is what right? That's that's um, that's the it's all star Saturday. It's, it's equivalent to like Saturday. It's all star Saturday. Game. Yeah, in the NBA, right. right? Right. So like you're doing Saturday on Sunday. It's like man, we good.
1: And the catches were meant to be like the dunk contest, but that failed also.
3: Because there's nothing creative. The catch is just. A catch. Yeah, well, there was nothing like. Do a frontward like front roll or something. How yeah, do you practice yeah, that? yeah.
1: They were trying to do little things where, like, there was the one where it's I like t- you got jump, you jump, and then there's, you know, the smoke and everything are in the way. You blindfold it. I tell you that, what. That got I, old real I, fast.
3: I, I, I was highly uh, entertained watching the NHL All Star game. The game? I mean the the not the game the, the actual, Saturday stuff yeah the Saturday stuff no I mean was, the fr- Friday night far more was far more entertaining to me
1: yeah the game wasn't great the, no, the actual, actual the three on three yes. I thought the contest night for the NHL was yes. was much better yes yes I thought that was good the the, the fast skate and all the different things they did yep. that stuff was better
3: big Ovi little Ovi you
1: know yeah I mean? that was cute I mean, how about Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin together doing something that, like yeah that stuff to me was a little bit. A little bit at least more entertaining, but the the Pro Bowl stuff was almost – it was just interesting. What was good, though, Bart, is that there was nobody wearing helmets. You could see faces. You could see interaction. You could see the – you hear the talking. And it gave you a little bit – yeah, a little bit of personality. So whatever it is, some players liked it, some didn't, but that's that. But meanwhile, while this is going on, Aaron Rodgers won again. You know that?
3: The Pro-Am?
1: Yeah. He won the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He said he hadn't played in a year, which is so typical of Aaron Rodgers. Like, well, you know, I haven't played in a year. Right. You know, oh, what's so, this? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you know, I haven't really played in a year. But he did win, he did win it. But He's while he club. was there, of course, all attention on him and what's next for Aaron Rodgers. And so there were fans who were asking stuff. And, of course, because it's all mic'd up and all access, he was also asked if there's any news. Hi, Aaron. Go, go. Hi, Colt.
4: Got any news you want to share with us? <laughs> not going to San
1: Fran. <laughs> you look great with a Cowboy star on your helmet. They're Just throwing that stuff out there. But he said, I'm not going to San Fran. So, obviously, take the Niners out of the equation. All right, but what about, and this is from CBS Sports also, uh, is, is how many people who are at the Pro-Am, this is obviously in California, Pebble Beach, How many people were talking about where he should go next?
2: A lot of people yelling different teams they want me to come to next year,
1: um, which has been fun uh, because we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans, but uh, it's been fun.
5: I was going to say that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city
2: (laughs) that you might have on your mind for next season?
3: I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant,
5: uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. Yes. A lot of a lot
1: of Raider fans <laughs> are encouraging me. A lot of Devontae misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. I don't like that at all. I no, hate no, that.
3: Actually that actually that that gives me more uh uh Does it? confidence, yeah.
1: Devante misses you. Yes. Well, Devontae Adams so now up in Vegas, they're at the Pro Bowl, and so Devontae Adams is asked about Aaron Rodgers, and are you going to start recruiting? Would I be interested in
4: having Aaron Rodgers throw to me? Yes. Uh, yes, I would. I would love that. The the trolling, you know, I'm first team all trolls, so don't don't take none of that too serious. But uh, I would love to have that. Obviously, that that'd be a dream scenario, one that I've I'm I'm very familiar with. But anything you've seen on Twitter, that, that's not a tale of anything. That's just that's just wishful thinking
3: and messing around a little bit.
1: Wait a minute, that that'd be dream scenario. Well, why'd you leave it then?
3: So, so that's so. So my point. It's a, it's a, it's a meme on Instagram, and it said, "When you miss me, remember you had me, and I wasn't enough." Which, right? So that's like, so that's so that's a that's that's an Instagram thing going on out there, just so people know. So that's how I feel like Aaron Rodgers feels. Like, oh, you miss me now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me now. Mm. Oh, well, you had me, and I wasn't enough for you. You wanted to go play with your little your little college buddy, the guy you was taking Jaeger bombs with. So how about go find him? Wherever he goes, then you go there too. How about that? Because you had me and I wasn't enough. So bye, Felicia. So that encourages me because I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers is thinking like that. Hold up. You think I'm going follow you, bro? And I'm going to come deal with Josh McDaniels and whatever.
1: I don't think he's worried about the coach. Speaking of Josh, how about Josh Jacobs also talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders?
3: Of course. I mean, it's (laughs) A-Rod. You feel me? It's Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, man, he's a dog. I mean, if he he was to come over here, I mean – I feel like that will change the aspect of, of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> if he's going to come over here, I won't leave because he's trying to get the hell out of there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he's he trying he to leave too. Remember, true. they didn't pick up his fifth-year yep, option. Right. This dude became all pro. He's like, man, forget y'all, bro. Y'all didn't even pick up my fifth-year option. Kick rocks, Josh Medallion. I'm not rocking with you. I hate you.
1: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it bothers me and worries me for several reasons. Here's why. While we can all – we're here in New York. We love the idea of Aaron Rodgers as a Jet. And I told you, I won't believe it until he's under center week one with the jersey on. Yep. Like until he is a Jet in week one, I will not believe it. Training camp, I won't believe it. I will not believe it until week one, there he is under center in the season opener, and you and I are at the game. I'm going like, make you take that game off from SNY. Like I'd, I just have a hard time believing something like that could happen for the Jets. And there's always going to be another team that's going to ruin it for them. And I look at the Raiders as that team, and here's why. Number one, as he said, not going to the Niners, even though that would be a great fit. It's sort of going home for him as well because the Packers aren't sending him to an NFC team. We've already seen that, but we've been reported. But the other thing that bothers me about the Raiders is the factors that Rodgers might consider as best for him at this point in his career. Yep. West. Right, going west. We thought last year with the Broncos that that would be like going west. Right, so there's one, two,
3: and lose to Herbert and and Mahomes.
1: Well, okay, fine. Two, indoor, beautiful, brand new stadium. Right, indoors, climate controlled. Don't have to deal with the elements of the Northeast. He's played enough in cold weather and snow and all that crap. Maybe he's like, man, I'd rather live in a place that has some swag to it, like Vegas, that has a building where I don't have to worry about the weather for most of, most of the season. In fact, look at that division. Where do you worry about the weather? Can't so yeah, maybe that's about it. So there's that. And then the factors that I also look at are the Jets' history, is that there's not really a lot there. And if things don't go well there, he knows it's, it, what, a, what a negative impact it could have on him there a young team while he has Devonte Adams who he knows and so I worry about you're all that off- stuff and when you say Josh McDaniels I say man gotta, he,
3: he gotta, don't gotta even off- he, he got, don't care about head coaches he got offenses he don't know and this dude this dude yelled at Tom Brady Tom Brady had gave him five chips
1: yeah but Tom Brady and he are close are yeah, they not
3: but, yeah but like you yell at me like that we, it's gonna go different
1: I don't think he would yell at him and, because and, I don't and, think Rodgers needs and, anybody to coach him.
3: And get, and Tom Brady does.
1: Yeah, but that's a different thing. They've known each other for years.
3: Okay, so 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 now so now you talk about okay, well we're going to put up a bunch of points. Seen that from Aaron Rodgers before? Defense can't stop. Can't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Mm-hmm. Defense is horrible. That defense has not been 15 or better ever. Defense sucks. So now you're going to go go against Mahomes. And Herbert, who's going to have Kellen Moore, who's only had the top-scoring defense offense in the league with Dak Prescott. He's got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. He's going to get the one of the best young tackles in the game to come back after he had his surgery. And you're going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody in that division got a defense. They got J.C. Jackson, Bosa,
1: Khalil Mack. Well, that was my other thing about the AFC East is you're contending with a, B- a Bills team that's a contender, a Dolphins team that just keeps getting better.
3: Uh, hold on, hold on. Keep right? Getting better what? Did and, 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 they, not, did they and, and make And the Bill playoffs? Belichick. Did they and make Bill the playoffs?
1: Oh, oh did, but come on. The Dolphins – look, you and I have our fun with Miami, did, but and that's a playoffs? good team, though. That no, they defense, didn't. They didn't because their once, quarterback got hurt.
3: Once again, that defense is bottom what? Right. You don't think they, they – no, he, it took him two months to get out of concussion protocol. He got another concussion. Was going to take him six months?
1: Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I'm telling you, Dealing with Bill Belichick and dealing with Josh Allen and that Bills dealing team.
3: Dealing with Bill Belichick. Did you just say that out loud? Dealing, dealing with Mac you have and to Cheese.
1: Play against Bill Rogers. Belichick. That's not fun.
3: I'm, I'm playing with. I'm, I'm Mac. I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers.
1: And the weather.
3: I'm playing with. And Ar- the weather. I am Aaron Rodgers. Listen, it didn't. How many times did it snow in, in, in New York?
1: That's this year, right? He's
3: going to Miami. La Nina. He's going to, Mi- he's going to Miami.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
3: Like New England cold ain't Green Bay cold.
1: All right, so. If, you, you, got you're, a defense, it, right, you got a
3: defense, and you got you got wiggle room to be able to 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 make some demands get like Tom Brady
1: 800-919-3776. I want to know because me as a Jets fan, I hear this talk. I hear Devontae talking very openly and aggressively about it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah, I, certainly yeah, is having fun you. with the flirtation. He made that clear. How oh we're all laughing about it. It's cool. Where am I going to go next and all that stuff. He's loving this, no doubt about it. But I am concerned. I look at the Raiders as a major, major obstacle for the Jets to get him. He could stay in Green Bay. That still hasn't been decided yet. But if it's up to him, which it not entirely is because it's also what the Raiders have to offer. Best deal. Of course it's the best deal. But when it comes to competitive – when it comes to competition for Aaron Rodgers, I worry about the Raiders more than I worry about any other team. I worry about the Raiders – ruining the opportunity for the Jets to bring in a guy like him. And like I said, we all love the idea of the perfect scenario of him not only coming in and giving them that stability at the position and helping you win right away, but also being somebody that already has a relationship with Zach Wilson who eventually is going to need to take over as your, as your starting quarterback. And maybe when Rogers does finally walk away and ride off into the sunset, what he leaves behind is the legacy of Look what I just created. I just gave you your franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. I turned him into something special. The reason why you drafted him number two. Like, that's the perfect scenario for the – I won't even say he wins a Super Bowl because I'm not that crazy. There's no way I can fathom the Jets winning a Super Bowl. But I can see them because I've seen it. I saw you do it. I can see them get into a conference championship game. I can see them being very competitive. And for me, that's the perfect scenario. They're super competitive, and when he's ready to leave, Zach Wilson has suddenly matured, grown up, and learned a lot being in a quarterback room with him. My God, I would take that. I would take that. But I don't know if it's going to happen because Devontae Adams has that built-in relationship with him,
3: and West, and Dome, and all build, the things that, that build, I worry that
1: about in. he would rather have at this point in his career. I know Tom, you say Tom, New York.
3: Tom Brady made $333 million as a player. He's making three thirty-seven as an analyst.
1: I think Aaron Rodgers can make plenty of money at this point if he walked away from the sport and just decided to be a game show host.
3: Uh, too bad. Blossom already has it. <laughs> and she's smarter because she's a neuroscientist in real life. <laughs> Big bang theory. <laughs> blossom.
1: Did you really say Blossom?
3: Well, that's what she started out with her well, first I, I, gig.
1: I understand that. I understand that.
3: That just went over every kid. What's Blossom, Daddy?
1: Blossom? Who's that? 800 We 3776 Get your calls on this. The Aaron Rodgers factor, of course. The more flirtation going on. Does it make you any more anxious as a Jets fan? Come out to see the Michael K. Show live on Friday, February 10th at 3 p.m. from 317 Main Street in Farmingdale for a special countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready for the big game. Just steps away from the Farmingdale train station. That's right. The LIRR takes you right there if you're in the city. We're bringing the big game experience to you at 317 Main Street, and it's brought to you by Jack Daniels, Resorts World Bimini, Grand Marnier, P.C. Richard & Son Sloman's, and Ben's Kosher Deli. Uh, on the football side of things, Barb, did you see um, – so apparently earlier today, Nick Sirianni had something to say. So last night at the Garden, the Knicks are, uh, made a miraculous comeback, and they beat the Sixers. Yeah, screw. And early in the game when the uh, when the Sixers were up by 21, believe it or not, in the first quarter, um, the crowd, which, of course, Nick fans sell their tickets as they do, a lot of Eagles fans there, they were chanting, let's go Eagles. They were doing the E-A-G-L-E-S and all that other stuff. By the end of the game, the crowd turned and it was Eagles suck, which was hysterical. But that's kind of – that's New York. That's what heard, you expect. I thought I heard something different. No, it was, it was Eagles suck.
3: I it was F.
1: No, it wasn't the Trey Young. I don't think it was Trey Young. I didn't hear that one. But still. Uh, so, Ralph Acciano, who covers the NFL uh, for SNY, he, he uh, tweeted this, that, that Nick Sirianni, the coach, of course, of the Eagles, said he did know, he was aware that the Empire State Building was lit up in green when they won the NFC Championship game. Peter King had this. He told this to Peter King. That would not happen in Philadelphia. It just wouldn't. But Eagles fans are everywhere. Wouldn't happen in Philadelphia. Most
3: most punchable face in all the sports. Is he, though? He looks like an extra. (laughs) He looks like he'd be hanging with the dudes from the Jersey Shore.
1: He's from upstate New York, too.
3: Yeah, he looks like he'd be with Jersey Shore.
1: (laughs) I love how it's like that wouldn't happen in Philadelphia. They wouldn't be putting some other team's colors up on one of our monuments. And they have plenty of them, of course, in Philadelphia. But – I just love that he even said that that shouldn't have happened, right? We made a big deal about the Empire State Building. We made a big deal about it. Mm. And everybody outside of this city, while in this city, everybody's like, eh, who cares, get over it. Every other city's like, man, we wouldn't do that. And even the coach of the Eagles was like, wow, yeah, I saw that. But, man, we wouldn't do that. That's how far we've fallen, New York. <laughs> oh, my God. 800 3776 Dave is in East Meadow. Go ahead, Dave.
2: Hey, guys. So – I think Bart hit on something last week when he was talking about, look, this whole Devontae Adams thing is driving me crazy. Like Bart said, Devontae broke up the relationship with Aaron, and he wanted to be with his ex-girlfriend, Carr. Now Carr is gone, and now all of a sudden Devontae is talking about Aaron Rodgers like he wants him back. Like, mm-hmm. please, give me a break. You left him. Okay, I think that the Jets have a great Foundation for an offense with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. The offensive line just needs one or two more pieces. I think this is the place for him to go. And I think that if Woody Johnson, being back in charge, now steps in, I think he could be the difference between this flirtation and other ones if he's going to put his chips to the middle of the table. I mean, I see no reason why a first-round pick this year and a conditional pick next year, whether it be a third that goes up to a second or something goes up to a first based on how far they go and for how long Rodgers is here, I see no reason why that can't get it done. And I'm hoping Woody Johnson is going to put the heat on Douglas to get it done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the the heat's already there, right, Bart? I mean, the, the not the heat, you, but the... I,
3: I, yeah, I'm giving you Bryce Hall, too. i am I give you Bryce Hall. i give you Huff. Who, who you want?
1: Now, here's the thing. Can they... Tell me, Bart, how does this work? Because we know that June 1st is obviously the, the, the more important date. Can they make a pick at the draft that the Packers kind of, like, slide their way and say, we like this guy, and then include that pick in the deal after...
3: Was <laughs> this basketball? where you where you pick somebody yeah. from the other person? Yeah. for somebody else, and you
1: know it's for somebody else. Yeah, like can that work? I don't, I don't know the NFL draft workings well enough to know if that's kind of something you could you could do, or is that sort of?
3: I've never seen that done. Yeah, it's, I don't know if you can trade a first round draft pick that 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 quickly.
1: You couldn't flip it that fast, not if you don't sign them, right?
3: Yeah, but I think uh, that's. I, know, I
1: need to know about that. I need yeah, I a, you, ask you, Mike T. Let's ask Mike T. Because I, who knows that, that deal might not get done till till after June.
3: That's perfect. June first. I love to get you. You can have you can have the next two picks, first round draft picks. If that's the case,
1: just tell me who you like.
3: Because they ain't gonna be they ain't gonna be ain't gonna be good anyway. I'm, well, I'm well, assuming they ain't gonna be good with A-A run.
1: Yeah, if they're not, t- yeah. See, that's why if I'm the Packers, I want that 13 pick. I don't want to wait till next year's pick because that's gonna be in the 20s. Why the hell would I want that pick? I want 13. That can help me now. That's that's more important. So I just wonder how that works. That's why I asked you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, did you watch any of the Knicks this weekend, Bart?
3: Come on, man! It's disrespectful. Of course I did.
1: Saturday night, man, I
3: even watched a replay.
1: I had a boy doing your homework. Kawhi. I love it. Yeah,
3: couldn't close out from Kawhi, man. What's up with
1: that? that Bing that, bong, yo! That g- Saturday night's game was like the season in, in a enough. nutshell. Actually, both games was the season in a nutshell. Like you're talking about twice, you're down. Like that game, they should. Have, they, they really could have let go of the rope on Saturday night, and nobody would have been surprised. Down 17, down 11 in the fourth, with like three minutes to go. I mean, they, they, they were just the Kawhi, Paul George. They were they couldn't miss from three. The Clippers just looked better, and then like they tend to do. They turn it on, they stay in it, and next thing you know, Brunson makes a, a floater. The Knicks took the lead in the th- in, on Saturday night for the first time. 52 seconds to go in the game was their first lead. Then they then they get the Brunson runner, the and they're up three, and you're like, they're going to win this game. Like They're going to win this game. Oh. So the Clippers come down, no timeout. <clears throat> they come down, and Paul George misses a three. And all you got to do is get a rebound. And, of course, because that's how the season has gone, remember that Luka oh, game? Roberts. Tips away. That's right. No Mitch Robinson. Like Kawhi gets a, a hand on it just enough to tip it. Gets it. They don't foul him. Up three, you got a foul there. They don't. They get it around the horn. And like you just said, on on, of course, uh, what was it? It was, uh, it was it was it French night at the garden, whatever it was.
3: Palais Bou Francais.
1: Yeah. Nick Batum drills this freaking three, and you're like, Are you kidding me? And of course they, they lose an OT. And so you're thinking to yourself. Like, it just always rips your heart out. Always.
3: Always on the wrong wrong side of those decisions.
1: And then you've got, in 24 hours, you've got to play another game. And this is against the Sixers. On a roll. No, it was at the Garden.
3: No, no, I'm saying they're on a roll.
1: Oh, on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the Sixers were just, they've been tearing up the league, And so they come in, and they're pretty healthy. No, No issues going on with them. They come in, and it's third. What was it? Thirty-three to twelve in a blink. And I'm thinking to myself, Down this is 31. a s- schedule loss. You, what are you going to do, RJ Barrett? Like was throwing up before tip off. He suddenly yeah. was late scratch. He's Pas
3: out. See, I you one Canadian, French Canadian, <laughs> or one Frenchman.
1: <laughs> and I'm and I'm just thinking, this is a schedule loss. You know, I could see them just you know, writing this one off. Forget it. Nobody's got it going. They're getting smoked. The six is just too damn good. Let it go. By halftime, they're down two, all because of Evan Fournier. Comes in the game Cookhead and he's sure. firing. And it was amazing. It was so they they come down, yeah, five from eight from three. They 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 play inspired ball in the second half. They take the lead, believe it or not, early in the third, and it was a back and forth until they just take over in the fourth. The Sixers bench was trash, garbage. And it was And the Nick bench was amazing. So you had Fournier go for seventeen. Yeah, Deuce McBride hitting big threes, big three
3: in the corner, baby. I mean,
1: and he's finishing the game, corner pocket, and so they win the game. They, I, with, I mean, with,
3: with, with, with two foul outs, right? With, with, yeah. Hardstein
1: fouls out. Fournier fouls out, and when Fournier fouls out, he gets an ovation from the garden crowd. They're all screaming for him, and I love this trade with Evan him, Fournier. Him. Now you can After the him. game, when he's asked about, of course, the crowd reaction. So I love New York. You know, they uh, they talk uh, but they give you love as well. <laughs> it's like, trade they, him. T- they talk crap, but they he's also hot. give you don't love. Play, don't play him again. Don't play, don't play him again. <laughs> that reminded me of that line, remember, from Jerry Maguire? And my brother, you're militant, but I love you. <laughs> I still love you. Like, that, that was Fournier's reaction to this game. So they have been through a tough stretch of games, seven of them, and they actually ended up with two overtime losses. They ended up, I think it was four and three in these seven losses. Now they've got Orlando Tuesday, don't sleep on them, and then I think they play the Sixers again on Friday. You see Friday. Bo Bizzle again. Yeah. Hey, I've heard Ooh. some stuff about Bo by the way. What happened? Not good. Oh, man. Yeah, Now nah, I've been asking about him because I'm curious. Like, why, what's the story with him? But
3: he likes uh, he into some African um, no crazy
1: no, I don't know about that. Stuff. I don't know about Joe all Bo- that.
3: Like man, Bobo <laughs> looking to kill a whole goat.
1: But I just want to know, like, like again, we've got a couple of days before the before the trade deadline, and from the Knicks' perspective, they're just like they, they are never no quit. will fight. will drive you crazy with their inability to finish. And uh, you know Ty Butler right? Ty, uh, Ty Butler yeah, he, yeah. he hosts on the weekend, so yeah. he hosted on squat, Sunday. Squat, squat man. And he, yeah, and he asked me to come on with him, and we, we talked a little bit about the Knicks with mostly Kyrie stuff. But he just, and I said to him, and I wonder if you agree with me, the Knicks are like the Mets were two years ago, a good team that can't close. You remember before all the Timmy Trumpets and all that stuff when yeah, Diaz get, two get, years get, ago was just that, awful? Yeah, get to the bullpen. Yeah, Lugo. yeah the Knicks are that team yeah. that the bull, you never know what you're getting from the bullpen. I, mean, I remember Familia and oh, and God. Diaz, like oh. they just would – Blow up. Nobody I want and even Lugo was water. struggling. The the Knicks this year are so similar to that team where you got a lead, you feel good, and you know the bottom drops out at the end, or they're down by a lot, but they have they have enough offense where they come back, and they're just this cardiac kind of team. And I'm I'm thinking like, how do you stabilize this? You know, can they make a move to stabilize at this point because they're like close. But they're not exactly good enough. But it's weird because they're still – they're three games over 500 For a team that drives you crazy night in and night out, they still have a winning record. So I, I like – I don't know what to make of this team. I really don't. But I do know one thing. They're never out of a game. They will fight. But they will also make you crazy. Hard team to watch.
3: I mean, they, you know, and it's one of those things. It's like how do you get them from – you know the book, good to great, but how do you get him from?
1: That's the step.
3: Yeah, how do you like? How do you do it? I don't know what how they piece do it.
1: Do you need to take them is, from good to great?
3: The thing is, they have to get rid of R.J. Barrett. They have to give a better piece. He's not fans are starting. Fans are starting to have that conversation right, right he, now.
1: I mean, and, and you. you I,
3: think, I think we always talk about. Oh man! I mean, you give Obi Toppin more minutes.
1: So do you do Barrett for for Ananobi? I would. Like, do you do that?
3: I would. And, but it, but, it, but, it, 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 Barrett, but but you can't trade Barrett though you you can't
1: trade him until yeah. the summer.
3: But it is going to piss fans off because they know they could have had a special player in Donovan Mitchell. He wanted to be a Isn't Nick. Isn't
1: that amazing? He wanted to. It's be It's still Nick. you still come he back, back to wanted that, right? You are still coming back to, back to this?
3: If you trade this dude after. After realizing that, listen, he just when I was calling him Buck Williams, it wasn't a slight. Buck Williams was a solid player. Buck Williams was a great player. Built. He yeah. played great defense, but he was like the third or fourth guy. He was a he was a he was a part time star. You know what I mean? He can he can get you buckets. He can get you. how about this kid Turner? Man, going for forty though. That was like yo off the bench forty four.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Cam Thomas on on Saturday yes. night. That was the ultimate middle finger to to Kyrie that night. So he bails on him. He doesn't play. They don't bother with him. They say he's got a sore leg or something. Yeah, yeah, that was some yeah. bogus thing. But those reserves came no. in. And by, and by the way, the Wizards. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like you're like beating them early, Dude. and then you back off, and all of a sudden here come like the you know like all these just n- no names you guys you never even heard of. Ed- Edwin Sumner. Like guys are just playing out of their minds. And Cam Thomas, who we know can 44. get hot, four goes for four. 40, foe.
3: 40, 40. 40, 40
1: and 40 yeah. uh, And what a message that was, by the way. But, yeah, no, it was a wild weekend. I just don't know. Steph like, Curry's out, by the way. Now, How about I that know. news? For a minute.
3: That's what I'm saying. No. But they don't have enough to bring him there.
1: Wild NBA they weekend. They don't have
3: enough to go get KD.
1: No, no, no. You heard that. Yeah, Nick Ferdell was telling us during the break. Like, we we didn't get a chance to go with that. Go there with him on the air. But anybody wondering about, like, a KD trade with the Warriors entertain it, he's basically saying – Wiggins, you can't trade. A pool. Uh, a pool has because a you poison just paid, pill. You just pay them. Yeah, like, just like RJ's, RJ's contract. You can't trade RJ's contract. Poison pill and that. You can't trade it till till the summer. So the Warriors really don't have a, a a way to get KD in season. So a lot of stuff there, man. But a wild NBA weekend, no doubt about it. A lot of people want to talk to us. Bart, 800 Let's talk with them. We got an angry Nets fan, Chris in Jersey. Go ahead, Chris. It's half in Jersey, but hey, what's going on, Alan? What's, good? what's, what's going good? on,
4: Bart? What up? Oh man. I, I, I'm just remembering that I made a call to you when this trade first went down for uh K D and Kyrie oh, you tried to quiet yep. me down and make me hush a little bit. You know, you was like, They got they can hear you. Like, nah man. <laughs> I didn't want them dudes in the first place. I hope they both get up out of there and I hope we get something for them. 'em. Cause look, all we needed when we had Dinwiddie and all those guys before, now we go back and get a guy that we already had. Um, basically, when we had those guys, all we needed was a power forward. We didn't need a point guard. We didn't need – all we had to do was keep D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. and the rest of the guys that we had Jared and get a power forward. Jared that's Allen. All we needed was a power forward.
1: You needed Julius Randle.
4: Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted Julius Randle. I didn't even want KD and Kyrie. I wanted Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell. And I think the two of them with Kenny Atkinson would have grew, and they would have been a a great team right now because we was already a playoff team. We'd have been great right now.
1: Remember and that series with young. the Sixers? And they were they had were very competitive. Had had money too. But I tell you what, yeah, I tell you yeah. what though. Now now now, listen, Hef. When you I'm see perfect. D'Angelo Russell, not what he was with the Warriors, but what he's been in Minnesota, yeah. doesn't part of you think like, all right, we got the best out of him.
4: No, because if we would have still had Kenny Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson was the one that was getting it out of him. So you you take the coach away, you take the player away from the coach, what do you get? But if you kept them two together, what would you have had now? Mm. They would have been beautiful right now. The two of them plus the rest of the team, they would have been great. LaVert, all of these guys, all these guys play
1: hard, man. Yeah, but you. It's you know, crazy how they got so, rid of all those so, guys. So,
3: so tell me this: is that what you're thinking about the Knicks? Should Nick fans say, "Hey, let's not be, let's Ooh. not be, let's not, let's not be uh, learn the from the Nets, Nets' mistakes, and try and give up everything for a great yeah. player, let just stay yeah, with our young team and they, let them grow together."
4: Look what we did. Look what we did when we got rid of everybody to get Kevin Garnett. And, and and Paul, Paul Pierce. Pe-
1: oh that was yeah that, oh, was, were, that you, was,
4: was you see what you see what we got rid of? now what did they turn into? They turned into Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum basically. Yeah. Those yeah. picks. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So no, stick with your players. Let your players grow. Let your players learn. We go too fast to try to get rid of players and try to bring in a superstar. It don't always work. Look at what happened with Carmelo. Yeah, y'all got one year of goodness out of Carmelo, but y'all get rid of everybody to get them.
1: Yeah. Well and I don't then know. You about- had nothing left. Yeah, I mean, the everybody part, I still always argue that back. I still say the worst part of it. Thanks, F. The worst part of it was, again, the Bargnani trade. Look at the players you gave up. What did you give up that you were like, wow, the one pick you gave up turned into Jamal Murray. But who's to say you would have taken Jamal Murray anyway? But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and that's one way to look at it. You know, I mean, Kyrie, thanks for the memories, but some Nets fans probably said we were better off just keeping what we had, including the coach and Kenny Atkinson, Henry in Brooklyn, Henry. Hello? Henry, hey, how Henry? you doing? We got you.
6: Hey, Bart. Hey, Han. Um, first time calling, long time listener. Appreciate um, it. Um, I was saying if, if, if I'm like, I would trade, if I, if I was the Knicks, I would, I would definitely look at KD if they would make that trade, like give them all a five picks. I agree with you, what you said earlier. But if, if I'm, if I'm the net and I'm going to keep KD, I'd probably look at
1: trading for Pozingas. You know, he's in his last year of his contract, and it may work out.
3: He's never healthy,
1: man. Yeah, but I, I get, but I get what Henry's saying though. It's as far as like, because you do need a little more size next to Nick's, Nick Claxton, but I still think you're gonna need like a a, a a dominant, you know, wing player. Like again, a star. KD needs a star, and Porzingis is a good player. I don't know if he's a star. Like that. That's where now we're gonna get into these, you know, arguments over fit and everything else. I don't know if Durant came to Brooklyn to be he the – unicorn. He did to, name him the unicorn. No, he, he did do that. He did do that. It's not going to be easy, I'll tell you what, for Sean Marks. The easier thing to do might be to trade KD, whether it's now or in the offseason. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN. LeBron James took to Twitter after Kyrie was not traded to the Lakers, and he simply said, "Maybe it's me."
3: There's you, what is that? Nobody gonna let you dictate. Like you ain't you ain't the general man. You can't dictate moves, bro. We ain't giving oh, you man. no championship. We ain't giving you three great players for nothing. For who? Did you
1: see what they offered? It was like Russell Westbrook and like Austin Reed. Like, give me a break, man. Like, Russ- KD like- <laughs> didn't want Russ there. If you're trading for Russell Westbrook, you might as <laughs> right. well then send send KD somewhere else. Yeah, you know, like-, <laughs> like, man, get the hell out of here. By bro. the way, uh, as I I said, I think he'll do it against the Thunder. So they play. They the play- so LeBron and the Lakers play Tuesday against the uh, the Thunder at home, and he he needs 36 points to break the record. I, I mean. If he st- like, if he just stops at like twenty eight and then stops shooting, it'll be so obvious.
3: Then go straight straight assist.
1: He just- <laughs> it just goes like nineteen assists or something like that, where he just refuses to like shoot. Like LeBron, we're down. We need to win because he wants so bad to do it against the Bucks. I always feel like so. I said the Thunder. You said the Bucks. I want to see which one of us is going to be right on this one. Hook shot. And they, all right, I wonder he how many, go I, wonder, I, wonder how
3: many, I wonder how many hook shots he missed. He before sky- he actually makes one? <laughs> Does
1: he go sky hook?
3: Skyhook five times in a row.
1: Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh let's go to uh, Steph in Uniondale. What's up, Steph?
4: Oh man, first time long time. Time for some uh, action. What's good, Barton, huh? Don't what make it do? your last time. Oh man, hopefully not. Uh, going on that little five drug, rest in peace. I just wanted to let y'all know Long Island adopted him. You know what I mean? He's always up Long Island if you listen to his catalog. So I just have to say that going back to your last so Gotcha. I wanted to ask you a question. What do you think if Dallas does a, if Kyrie does his thing in Dallas and talks about he want to come back home to New York and all that, do you think the Knicks will get desperate and try to pull him, get him, being that, you know, it's a league of superstars?
1: That's no. my question.
3: I mean, what you gonna do with Jalen Brunson? Send him back to Dallas? Yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. You can't put Kyrie fits. at the
1: two. No, nah, first man, of all, two
3: micro mini pimps.
1: Let me make this clear. All right, even last even last summer when there was you know Kyrie, would they move Kyrie and all that stuff? The answer was no. When it comes to you know the Knicks and any type of involvement, no, they were not going to be involved in any pursuit of Kyrie Irving. That, uh, so it 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 wouldn't happen then. It didn't happen now. It won't happen later. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Kevin Durant, that's a different conversation altogether. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate the call. But KD, it's a different conversation. I would blank check that one and tell Sean Marks, I'll give you the opportunity to reset your whole franchise with as many draft picks as you want. But there's no way Sean Marks and Joe are going to let that happen. There's no way they want to send him to the Knicks because they know what that turns into instantly, what that turns into. Uh, Ariel in Jersey City. Ariel.
6: Hey, what's going on, Han? What's good? All right, so I got a I got a, a valid argument, I think, with this with this goaltending call. I, a, a couple games ago, some star got their call overturned. They stopped the whole game and all that. And I recall the first game the Knicks against the, uh, Memphis with Morant, John Morant blocked Brunson at a pivotal yes. play at the end, and it was a goaltend, but they didn't call it a goaltend. I feel like. That that goaltending call could be easily easily um, fixed. Just like they, they, they look at they go back and look at the if their foot was at the three point line, was it on the line? Was it a two point play or mm-hmm. a three point play? They don't even have to stop the whole game unless it's at the end of the game like that. But they could go back and look at that and that some points get washed away or they could stay on the board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, another that... thing.
1: Is, go ahead.
6: You you're, I, you another thing is with um, with Barrett. Barrett's killing me. I like him. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. He just does not have, to have not have the ball in the in the clutch time, especially and in inbounding the ball. Making phone head plays like Wiley said the other day.
1: And, that pass um, was tough. Was, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Again, Bart that if you was, saw like, it. It was such a good No, no, no game Thursday. That it. was Thursday against Miami. They almost gave the game away and the inbounds was just an abomination.
3: Yeah. Horrible. I, no, no, I did see it. I did see it.
1: Yeah, that was Thursday night. Yeah. Thanks, Ariel. I mean it you know, like they are they are just that team. They are just – they're that team. And I, the best I can describe it is like when the Mets would go to their bullpen two years ago and you were just like, oh, let's see what happens. E- even, even last night, late in the game, I think they had an eight-point lead and it was an absolute you-know-what show. Just, I mean, just all of a sudden, everybody just starts running around. No one knows what to do. Panic City. And it's like a turnover. And you just want to say, guys, calm down. Like, relax.
3: It's like, long heart- it was like a uh, three, two. It really did. It really, ding, did. Ding, ding,
1: ding, Not really ding, ding. did. You could do like those possessions. You can go straight Benny Hill theme song and just <laughs> run it. And that's what it looks like. It's just something happens to them. It's just amazing. All right, we continue with your calls. We got the Power Hour coming up next as well. Lots more to get to. Your thoughts on Kyrie? The move is made. What next for the Nets? And does it mean Kevin Durant is next? If so, what was this era all about? What did it do for Brooklyn? And what will it be remembered as? In one word, can you think of that? Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.